Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I'm joined by singer-songwriter Tom Whitehead. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Thank you for having me, mate. It's a pleasure. Dread, it's been a lot, it's been a while since we kind of connected on Instagram and you know, you've yeah, had singles yeah. out, we've had like bad Christmas. So it seems nice now to be sat yeah. down having a waffle with you. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, uh, what it, how I found you was uh my sister follows you. And oh, really? uh, yeah, yeah, she does um, this head tattoo. Well, she's done it on me. It's like a head tattoo thing. And uh, she, I think she watches your podcasts. Yeah. And um, I thought, I've never been on a podcast before. And I think I'd love to, because I always see them on Instagram and everything like that. And I thought, I need to yeah. get on one. So I thought I'd <laughs> reach reach out to you and you replied. So I was like, oh, let's do it. So, so I'm just glad yeah. someone wants to talk to me. To be honest, I looked through your, uh, your Instagram page and I thought, Oh well, he might not have me on because he's he's had some pretty big guests on. No, like, do you know what, though? Just like, have Sean Paul or something. Bad Sean, yeah. I hate this bit. I don't like the <laughs> the name droppy bit because it makes yeah. my chest get like. Because I still don't understand how I've managed to do it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's a massive compliment. I've had like yeah, yeah. that's awesome. The people Even who've made like, my favorite song. Right? Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> awesome. That's amazing. Anyway, we're here to talk about you but yeah yeah <laughs> before we dive into that i start each one of my shows with something called the weekly waffle where mm-hmm. it's a chance for me and my guests to get something off our chest that i'm not gonna lie it, it pisses us off yeah and what's been winding me up this week tom is the fact that british people are quite known for cues yet for mm-hmm. some bizarre reason people still don't know how well no they do not know how to cue yeah, no, I, I do get that. I um, especially when you're on a holiday and there's people from <laughs> yes different, obviously different cultures, and they don't, don't queue up. And you're in the in the morning when you're queuing up for breakfast, you're queuing up, and it's like they just don't believe in queuing. And it's like, hold on, you know what? this is what I'm such a believer in having these conversations at the exact moment that you're supposed to have them. I've recently come back from Greece and I was in a Zara, like <laughs> you know, I had a little bit of a treat for myself. I was like, yeah. you know what? <laughs> In the sale, not obviously in the... In the yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was just stood there waiting to pay and someone just marched right in front and went to the queue. And I was like, I was that much in shock, like, well, that's yeah. not how we do it at home. So I, Yeah, I we're, t- we're very known for being polite, aren't we, yeah. as well? Oh, no, I, I tutted. Every time I've been to, <laughs> been abroad and said, oh, you're British, yeah, oh, you British people are so polite. It's like, it's like, <laughs> fuck off. It just but, baffled yeah. me like that. And then it happened this morning in Starbucks. And I was like, we had, remember that weird time in the pandemic when we had to queue to get into Asda? Like, mm. do you reckon people have just had enough of it now? I'm just like, do you know what? I'm not waiting this. I'm just going to walk to the front. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> I remember that first morning of COVID and uh, I turned up at, it, it was Asda actually, and uh, I pulled into the car park and it was just a queue of shopping trolleys. Single file. <laughs> I just turned, oh, no. I said, I'll order a takeaway tonight. Yeah, no, not but I'm, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> to be fair, the fact that it kind of winds you up as well makes me feel a little bit better. So yeah, that's, the whole, that's the whole point no, of it. I completely but... get that, mate. Completely get it. <laughs> is there anything that gets on your nerves? Thinking off the top of my head, do you know, so on the uh, weekends and stuff, I go and play, then obviously music venues and stuff. Yeah. And you'll get this, these people who book a table right next to your speakers. Or they yeah. get put, sometimes it's not their fault, they get put there. But they'll sit there and they'll just be like that the whole time saying, can you ask him to turn it down a little bit? And I asked that. It's your fault that they've sat there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I had it a couple of weekends ago. I was playing a gig. It was some nice bar, and the the manager of the bar was saying, "Give it someone for tonight." Like we've got some young people coming in. Give it, play yeah. some upbeat songs, and and then we just had this. And it was like a, I say, it was a gig where the table was a free course meal. So I do tribute tribute stuff as well yeah, to earn yeah. um, just m- money and stuff. Um, and this. This this couple and family sat at the table, and they like just ask keep asking the manager to turn it down, and I can see them asking. I'm just getting them see them while I'm playing, thinking Whoa, I can't go man. any lower. Like the PA system was like must have been a <laughs> tiny bit from just being off, and you got people sat at the back of the room going, you can't hear it, and you've got this couple couple here going, can you ask him to turn it down. I'm just like, so man. I get that quite a lot in some certain gigs, but. Normally, people are up for it, but if you go, if you book a gig, expect noise. But yeah, don't expect. <laughs> I know I'd be too bad. This is probably why I'm not a singer, but I'd be there like not screaming, but like yeah. <laughs> do, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like we went for a huge period of time where we couldn't go to this kind of thing. Yeah. Oh come on! And it really puts me off as well when it happens. I'm like, I'm like, oh, do they hate it or something? And the manager gonna hate it or the the fact that too like... loud. Because obviously, it, it must take some kind of confidence getting up on that stage, and you know, especially with like the songs, like pouring your heart into them and like using like vulnerabilities to like yeah. kind of inspiration. But it, when you're in that situation, d- does it have a knock-on effect with that? And how do you navigate that? Sometimes I walk into a room, unload a bit. Because what I do is, so basically, I've got my own stuff out, my own singer-songwriter yeah. stuff, but. As a job, I go out as a tribute act to um, Ed Sheeran, Louis Capaldi, and uh, George Ezra. Wow. So I do like a, a triple act. Yeah. And the most nerve-wracking thing for me, you walk in, and depending on what kind of venue it is, but sometimes if it's a venue that I didn't really expect it to be the way it was, um, I walk in with my PA system and I'd be like, when I come out in my wigs, it's just I'm just going to be so nervous. Because obviously you wear a wig and stuff and you stuff like that. You wear a wig? Yeah, so for Ed Sheeran, obviously, I have a ginger wig. A loose Stop capaldi of like a, a brown, brown. I think I've got them somewhere. I'm sure they're real. I've not got them to hand on. That advice. is, like, that but, is dedication yeah. to the job, that is. Yeah, well, obviously, I do that. And it, 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 pays, good, it pays good money, yeah. so I can put it into my own project and stuff. I can make mm. a living and I can pump money into studio time. Yeah. Um, obviously, PR things for my singles that are released and stuff like that. So it's I guess it work, gives you that kind together. of like experience as well, isn't it? Like getting out there. Cause obviously I imagine you love, you know, the live element of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the good thing about it is it keeps me playing and it keeps me yeah. gigging. And so when I, when I do a gig for my own stuff, it's like, Oh, I've, I've done hundred gigs already this year. Should be fine. Like we're playing to people and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it, I'm getting a lot better at it. But some days, when like I say, you turn up somewhere, you're thinking, "Oh God, I'm nervous to come out with my wig on." Like you get sometimes you get a first because obviously it's, it's a proper bright ginger wig. <laughs> so sometimes I walk on stage and you get a few giggles and stuff. But once I start, they're like, oh, "All right," they get into it. And but yeah, the most That's nervous brilliant. thing about it is walking out with my wigs on. <laughs> Especially <laughs> if you've got some guy at the back just drunk up and he's just taking the mic. But to be fair, that I mean, how how did that? But before we kind of dive into like like your personal stuff, because like, I've never had like a, not I'm not saying that like you're a tribute act, but obviously it, it yeah, allows yeah. you to kind of, you know, do the, it funds the, like the solo stuff. Yeah. How did the tribute stuff start? Like how 
did you know you pick like Ed, Lewis, and George? Yeah, well, I was playing a, a pub gig um, in somewhere in Manchester, and um, there was a happened to be a tribute act agency at, at the yeah. gig. Um, so he came. I play on obviously in my set. I've got yeah. Ed Sheeran, Lewis Capaldi, and George Ezra, and uh, but obviously I only start, he started with Ed Sheeran, and then um, obviously a massive Ed Sheeran fan, so I love playing his songs. Um, so he came up to me and said, "Have you ever thought about being a tribute act? You can basically triple your money." And I was like, "Never even thought of that." Yeah. So uh, I had a meeting with him and obviously played some Ed Sheeran songs, and he was like, obviously trying to sound like him more. Yeah. And he thought I could do it quite well. Um. So he said, "Right, let's." get you a show reel done, learn a, an hour and a half set, and we'll have you on the agency. So that was that. Wow. That was Ed Sheeran. So I was going out with Ed Sheeran. And then uh, I had another gig. And uh, sometimes they book half an hour, uh, 45 minutes of Ed Sheeran and 45 yeah. minutes of pop covers. So obviously okay. I'll do Ed Sheeran, and then the second set I'll do pop covers. And then um, I did a Louis Capaldi song. I mean, obviously my agent was there at the gig. Um, and he said, what about doing Lewis Capaldi as well? And I was like, <laughs> right, okay, I, I, I can do. Because uh, you could be able to make more money because you can do two tributes in one night. <laughs> so oh I was like, right, okay, yeah, keep wheeling you out in different yeah, ways. Yeah, so fair play to him. It's, it's worked out. And um, then same again, did George Ezra songs in one of my pop cover sets where he was at. And uh, yeah, he says, what about doing George Ezra? Then he can do a triple, a triple set. <laughs> Wow. So it's, uh, it's so, yeah, one of those days it's like, you do a Nicki Minaj song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you get some right. Yeah. That's another thing that um, I could have said that annoys me. People asking for stupid requests. Oh, what's the stupidest one that you have off the top God, of your I've, head? I've had some, uh, oh, I don't think I'll be able to say. I can't think. But I've had some off the top of my head, I can't think. But I've had somewhere oh. I'm thinking, does it look like, like I would know how of... to play that song? I'm there with the acoustic <laughs> guitar. Just think, some probably something like that's obviously not my style, like Nicki Minaj. Yeah, something you along play those lines. By Swedish House Mafia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes, you on my guitar. Some right requests. <laughs> yeah, and you get some bless them that you get. You do get some old folk who come up to you and be like, "Do you know this?" And I'm like, "What year is it? I can have a look at it." And um, she goes, oh, it's from the 50s, the song. I'm like, you even have guitars back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got another uh, crazy story about doing the tributes. This was quite recent. So I was playing a wedding as a cheering. Yeah. And uh, obviously doing the first dance and stuff like that. So nine times out of ten, it's either perfect, thinking yeah. out loud. Um, what, what other love songs has he got? Basically, his main love songs. The love, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I turn up, and I'm just thinking it's gonna be one of them. Of course it is. Um, <laughs> and then I turn up, and the D, the DJ. Um, oh, sorry, not the DJ. The groom comes out, and he goes, "Are you ready for the first song?" Yeah, I said. What is it? Is it thinking out loud? Per- thinking out loud, perfect. And he's like, "No, it's give me love." And I'm like, "Do you know that song?" Uh, Get a little time to see. Yeah. Burn this out that one. Look, great song, love it. But I've never learned it before. So I was like, it's, I was check, check me what, check, check the time, and it was like the first dance was in like an hour and a half. Oh, so no pressure then. Obviously, I didn't want to disappoint. So Happy I thought, stay in their life and all. Right, <laughs> I'm gonna go and sit in my van, get the tab up on my phone and see it because I, I kind of know the lyrics and stuff, so yeah. the lyrics weren't really a problem. But I didn't know the chords. Um, and I'm thinking, this is someone's first dance. So I spend the next day, I set the PA system up, then I sit in my van, learning this Give Me Love song. And luckily, it went okay and nobody noticed, oh, but I obviously got a few lyrics wrong and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they could have given was... me the heads up. They could have, like, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> well, to fair play, like I said, me, I'm, my agent obviously thought it's going to be either thinking out loud, perfect. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of the other look. He's got loads of love songs, hasn't he? That I do normally play in the set. My, but... first, my first dance of bad habits. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. That one always goes down well. <laughs> okay, so okay, back to you. Obviously, we've, we've had the tributes off. But like, yeah. I find it really interesting when I have like a musical guest on to kind of dive into how the journey started. 
because mm-hmm. I've, I've had people on here that said you know they watched a certain performance or they seen someone live or they heard yeah. a certain song or they just fell in love with playing like an instrument yeah how, how did it start for you so how could playing guitar it started with playing guitar yeah. and um obviously when i was very young my dad wanted to learn guitar so he bought this um electric guitar yeah. and it had it, it had it in a case in the corner of the living room and um like parents do they go don't touch that <laughs> when you're on your ear don't go anywhere near that my dad's new guitar that just straight bought. away the inner child of me was like well you're gonna have to <laughs> yeah yeah so i must have been really young um so i um obviously i went and went over to it put the case down on the floor and i opened it up and i was like whoa <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> Um, and I, str- I strummed the strings like I strummed the strings, and I've I've touched acoustic guitars before, but I've never touched an electric guitar that yeah. you see on TV and you see these big rock they just bands. Seem having... cooler, don't they? The electric guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just I strummed the strings, and I was like, I want to learn this. And then, uh, but I was really young, so my mum and dad were like, and obviously, um, probably going to this later, but obviously I grew up with, um, I was diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome at a very, very young age. Yes. And couldn't sit still, um, always twitching, stuff like that, and vocal tics and swearing. And this, this is before what they actually knew what Tourette's what actually was. was. Yeah. yeah. They knew what it was, but they, it wasn't, well, it wasn't known to the, to the general public what Tourette's was. Um. So obviously I couldn't. They thought it was ADHD. So I thought I'm not. They thought I'm not going to be able to sit down and learn an instrument. I'm just yeah. not going to have the patience. And they were right. For the first time <laughs> I started having lessons, I just wasn't interested. And if I couldn't do something, I'd put it away and not bother. Yeah. And then after that, and you remember the film School of Rock with Jack Black in it? Yes, classic. Yeah, classic. <laughs> um, I watched that. And you know the battle of the band scene at the end where they do that um where obviously Jack Black comes out of the guitar and plays that riff. Yeah. And obviously the whole band start playing the song and then they win. I remember that giving me goosebumps and thinking, man, I've got to, I've got to learn guitar and get a band set up because that's what I want to do. I love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um and I remember thinking, right, it's been a more than our mum, can I learn guitar have guitar yeah. lessons again? And she's like what if you do that again? I said, no, I promise. This is it I'm, now, yeah. I'm going to learn guitar now. I want to do it. Um, and I remember I had, they gave out free um, guitar lessons from the council at the uh, yeah. at my high school. So I thought, right, I can start with them because they're like five quid for an hour. It's at school. And then it got me an hour out of, an hour out of um, <laughs> class. class as well, which was good. Uh, I remember learning uh, James Bond and, just, just using my three fingers, going boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. So after I learned that, I thought, all oh, right, I can, I can do that. I can, I can actually play a song. And no, instead of just doing scales. <laughs> I think what went wrong was when I first started having lessons when I was um, a lot younger, they were trying to teach me scales. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I said, I'm, I'm seven years old. I'm not bothered about scales. I want to learn. No, I, want to, I want to rock. Yeah, yeah, I want to rock. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but obviously learning an actual tune that I could play, I was hooked like that. And then uh, I remember going back after, from a second lesson, he goes, all right, we'll try something with still three fingers, but he got out of fourth. And it was, um, that one, you'll let the beach, not the beach. And I remember going, oh, I went home to my dad and said, dad, look. My dad was like, but yeah, you can, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. And obviously, I got addicted to it. Never stopped. Never put the guitar down. I remember flipping when my tea was ready. My mum would bring it on a plate and flip the guitar over and put my tea on the guitar. I, was <laughs> I hope there's um, photos of that because I feel like when you know when you when you're up there, yeah, like, that's going to be like that's. I feel like that's like an album cover. <laughs> that would be a good. I don't think there's a picture of that. My mum might have one. I don't know, but that, that would be a good idea. That's a great album cover. You can have that one for free. Yeah, you can have that. and then. um after that, I was obviously I was in like year seven or year eight. Went to high school, and then um, I had my there was two people in my form who were wearing orchestra badges. Yeah, say so you're in the school orchestra, pretty much. And um, 
and we're going, oh, what, what, what do you play? And he goes, oh, I play bass. And I, and I just thought, like, the bass trombone thing. Yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> and Because um... that's, the, that's the song that, that plays in my head when I walk. What yeah. you just did. <laughs> <laughs> that comedian says that, doesn't he? That yeah. When people walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's literally sometimes. <laughs> I even know I've got headphones in. Guaranteed, yeah. that's the kind of thing. Every now and again, that's what's played in my head. <laughs> Well, yeah, the um, and I went away thinking, oh, he plays a brass instrument. Not can't join, can't get that in the band. Yeah. Um, but then I, I saw him playing a bass, bass guitar, and I was like, oh, bloody hell! I didn't realize. It. I just I went, I went round. Um, <laughs> yeah. So next day I was like, I didn't know he played bass guitar. I thought that's really cool. Like, why don't we get together and yeah. jam? Um. So and he was like, yeah, and obviously his dad was in was a musician as well, who's a drummer. Yeah. So his dad was all for it. It was like, yeah, come round, get the bring your guitar around, we'll have a jam. I was like, yeah, okay. So it was like after we went round, we was played some music and he said, Do we know any guitarists? And uh turns out that the another guy wearing the orchestra badge was a guitarist. <laughs> so I had we had three members, well including me, we, sorry, we had three members, so I thought, right, we Almost got a band. We need a drummer, and then uh, we went on this music course um, with school. They take they get all these different schools together, and there was this drummer who played on stage. So I went up to him and said, um, "Oh, you, are you in a band?" He's like, "No." I was like, what? "Do you want to be? We've got a band." <laughs> <laughs> and then we we're just like jamming, playing Green Day songs. I was in that yeah. band about probably five or six years, and I obviously. Um, discover girls and yeah your interests go up their, their interests went elsewhere and they've um, got other things going on now and then um, they did many years ago it ended when i was like 15 so this is youngs ago <laughs> um, and then uh so i ended up just doing my own thing and then just been doing my own thing ever since really i've never really pushed it i've always had written songs to myself and stuff like yeah. that um but i thought if i'm gonna do it i need to do it now so just um well, the album. What's the worst that could happen? Exactly. If, if you don't know, I don't want to be in my fifties and think, "What could right. I have done?" So yes. I'm putting everything into it now. Like this is hundred percent effort. My fa- luckily, my girlfriend's behind me one hundred percent. Um, all her family, all my family. So I've got a lot of people behind me helping me, yeah. helping me out, and who believe in me, which is great. Because without them, it won't be happening. Put it that way. You um, mentioned something then that. Is kind of, I was like, oh, okay. So, obviously, you've gone from being, you know, trying to recruit a band to then, yeah. obviously, that usual kind of, like, late teens, you you know, everyone's, like, discovers, like, girls' beer and, like, the night sounds yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. But you just mentioned album. Yeah, so... Was there a moment back then that you thought it would get to that stage of you now having an album? Um, no, not really. No, I didn't think I'd ever have my own solo album, which is cool. And that's finished now. Yeah. Um, it's done. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're actually uploading it. Um, we, we're thinking the 7th of April. We've not announced it yet, but that's what we're thinking of. So in about two months' time, maybe yeah. less, maybe more, I'm not sure. Um, but that's finished now. That's uploaded to the... Well, everything's... We've started the song order. It's finished. And now... We're working on album number two, even though the first one's not out yet. Wow. But I don't want to um, release an album and then just promote that for the year, not be in the studio, yeah. and then come to the end of the year and be like, all right, I need, to, I need to spend another year writing another album. So I thought, let's get two two albums under our belt. Yeah. Um, the guy who I'm working with, Tom Barker at um, Steelworks in Sheffield, um, you know, I've written it with him and he said, let's just do another one. Why not? Um, does does the fa- process ever stop? Because it's like, does the ideas ever switch off? Like, whether it's music, you know, like melodies or lyric, like how does does it stop? Not really, no. Because um, people always ask me how how do I write my songs. I'm saying, literally, I can be doing anything. I can be hoovering my my car. I can yeah. be the amount of melodies I've written on the M1. Is annoying <laughs> because you got your phone. You you want to record the melody, and you have to pull over the services to get your phone out and stuff. Um, but yeah, someone asked me the other day. I was on a I was doing like a little interview thing, and 
they said, how, how do you write your songs? And I said, I don't really know. I said, they literally just pop in my head. Yeah. I don't, a melody will pop in my head and I'll get like the, um, like the, the beat and the chords in my head yeah. and I'll record the tune on my phone and then I'll get my guitar out, put some chords to it, take it into the studio. And then, um, Tom is a whiz on like the software side of things yeah. and he'll get a beat behind it and we'll build the song in there really. And then it's just it's all so interesting. Yeah, because so, literally, the reason the reason I, I love this kind of question, especially when I have a, a music guest on, um, yeah, because Sean Paul says that it, some of the majority of his ideas comes from when he swims, mm. like being in that rhythm and stuff like that. He's not thinking about yeah. anything else other than that moment. And then Sophie Alex Bexter, I think, said that she gets them on her school run, like dropping yeah. kids off, driving that time. Just yeah. To, yeah, literally, it's yeah. it's insane. Like how. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's really interesting how, like, a musician's brain works. How, mm-hmm. like, even you said, like, on the M1, like, even Hoovering, yeah. how really you've kind of drawn those little, like, moments to yeah. great bangers. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, my girl, like my girlfriend, she's a really, uh, really good pianist. So you could put a piece of music in front of her, and she's like a robot. Wow. But if I've written a song and she sat at the piano, I'm like, can you not put something to this tune? She's like, I can't. Right. Like, what do okay. you mean? And so, so she's really musically trained and she yeah. finds it fascinating how I can, a lot of the times, <laughs> um, we'll, we'll be in bed and I wake up at like two in the morning and and I, so, that's what I mean. It happens when you're sleeping sometimes. You wake yeah. up and you're thinking, I've got to get that, but I don't want to wake Emily up. Yeah. So I'm like, how do I do it about waking her up? <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> leaning over, leaning over my bed with my um, phone in my hand, going, and she's waking up, going, "What are you doing?" I said, "I've got, got a melody, I've got a melody." <laughs> so it's really funny. Don't put yeah. the worst things to wake your partner up with. <laughs> two in yeah. the morning. So if any of the, she's quite lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, um, always go. It's, think about the bigger picture. Don't think about your sleep. Right now. <laughs> So well, no. with with all of that, like you, you mentioned earlier about Tourette's and yeah, obviously in the kind of in the media, I guess, when someone mentions Tourette's, you immediately go to like the swearing. You immediately yeah, go to yeah. like the outbursts and stuff like that. Whereas mm-hmm. I think it was I think it was I think it was Lewis Capaldi, didn't it? He said that he yeah. was diagnosed with it. But obviously, it is like the not being able to sit still, the ticks and stuff like that. Like, yeah. What What's your journey been like? With so, luckily, not that I'm lucky to have it, but yeah. I was luckily diag- diagnosed at a young age, so okay. I must have been about five or six. Yeah. And uh, I've been on all kinds of different medications and stuff like that. So I had the swearing one, um, which I'd say f off, yeah. um, b word and stuff like that, and I'd go around some. Uh, friends houses for tea and stuff like that and they'd be like he's been swearing and uh, obviously my mum and dad just thought bless them they didn't know what it was what I was yeah. being naughty and um so I had all these tests seen all these specialists and things like that um and then there was one specialist after a couple of years of having it um where after having loads of different habits like I've had I've had swearing I've had ones where I kick my leg out um I've had ones where I basically tick and twitch the one that stuck with me forever is this one where i just twitch like that um and that can be a bit of a pain but it could be worse um so obviously i've been on all different like i say medications i've loads of specialists and i've kind of grown out of the vocal tics because i've learned to deal with it yeah and when i um because of all the medication i was on i was always the the kid who would go to a sleepover and fall asleep first because yeah. I was so wired and just on all this stuff. Um, and when I was old enough to research what I was on, yeah, I was thinking, how was I taking that? How was the doctor prescribing me that? Oh, it was wow. like, um, it was a tablet called paroxetine, which is a very, very strong antidepressant. And Shit. that basically just... And I was like, why am I always tired? Why am I falling asleep? Why can I sleep all day and sleep all night? It's weird. Um, And obviously it was the only, it was very hard for me to do. And my parents to deal with as well because no one knew what it was. Um, My dad found it pretty hard to deal with. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. Um, and obviously, I'm very lucky to be diagnosed at such a young age because I can't imagine what it's like now for Luis Capaldi just discovering yeah. what what it is. And his tick is pretty violent. I've, I've watched it on videos and stuff, and I'm like, it, it's like a, yeah. it's just like mine, but he's like a, a shoulder twitch. I mean, I can't right. say I've ever had Body that. Job. I've had I've had loads of ticks, but I've never had like a shoulder twitch. Um, so I was watching a video of him live the other day, and I really like felt his pain. Not that he's in pain; he might be absolutely fine. But, but I was related like, to it, didn't I? Obviously, there was a there yeah. Was a it made me heart go a little bit. Lived. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, being on stage and doing that in front of thousands of people, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be embarrassed because it, it is yeah. what it is. Everyone knows now, um, but. A lot of the time, people think you're on drugs when you're twitching and uh, stuff like yeah. that. Because it's like, what do you do what, when you see a druggie in the street? They're a bit nattery, aren't they? And mm. a bit twitchy. Um, but yeah, so growing up, with, it was quite hard. Um, but I tell you when my life changed. Do you know when um, Pete, from, P- Pete from Big Brother He's been on the show. came on with Tourette's, yeah? Been on and the he show. came on. And... Um, after he came on Big Brother, I was like the most popular kid in school the next day. Yeah. <laughs> like, have you got to, wow. not for the right reasons, not for the wrong reasons, whatever was like, so can you swear and get away, get away with it? Like, can you shout F off in assembly <laughs> and get away with it? I'm like, well, not really, no, I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to do it. <laughs> but, but technically, yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really interesting yeah. that you've said that because when we had, I had a waffle with him, like, um, last year oh really and, yeah and he was saying that the one of the main reasons he went on that show because he was tired of how Tourette's was represented yeah like in the media so now yeah. like he he kind of classes it as his superpower and he I think he thanks Jim Carrey for allowing right. him to kind of be like he was yeah. watching he grew up watching Jim Carrey be very elaborate you know, mm-hmm. with his movements, this, that, and the other. And yeah. it, that allowed him to, like, kind of accept it in a way. And then when he yeah. had the opportunity of Big Brother, like, his main goal was just, like, to, you know, make sure other people who were growing up with Tourette's yeah. felt seen, felt heard, like, in a in a positive light. And to have someone now that's on the show who's just said that, like, that's a... I mean, it's not my fault yeah, really, at the moment at all, but cool. it's, it's really weird like a bit yeah. in a nice way obviously yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's powerful but then then it just proves like how powerful talking about all this kind of stuff is yeah yeah 100 percent. like i gotta thank pete because say something really weird he was there uh, i live in quite a small village so yeah. and there's like two pubs that are that are local and uh i saw a poster because i think he's been doing appearances or something like that He's got a band uh, called a something from Dogs or something. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's in a band doing something. 
That's it, yeah. And I was like, he was just around the corner last night. I didn't even know. I definitely <laughs> would have gone. And but yeah, he said he said he saved a lot of my um well wow. it saved me, but he he, he saved Tourette's like, yeah. as like a he was the main well, I guy. I guess he kind of saved you having to explain it because exactly. there was kind of someone there who yeah was living it like in yeah. the in a, such a public on TV. Domain. Yeah. Yeah. So he was brave doing that. I give it to him. Yeah. Is there because obviously when when I had him on the show, he was talking about how music allows him to express himself, and you know, yeah, it kind of it doesn't control the ticks or the the threats. It kind of it allows him to focus, kind of thing. Yeah, has the music helped that for you massively? Yeah, because I feel like when I'm sat with my guitar writing, I'm not twitching. It's weird when yeah. you got when you got focus. Yeah, you don't do it, but when you're not doing anything, your mind's everywhere. You twitch, and people always think, "Are you stressed? Are you? Are you? Is it? Are you yeah. twitching because you're stressed?" It's like, no, I've just got Tourette's. <laughs> I'm gonna twitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when it, when you're doing something creative, and I think a lot of creative people do have it. I think it yeah. does help. Like people, they always say, people with ADHD, um, Tourette's, like autism, things like that, they yeah. do have a really good creative mindset and and people who don't have that kind of skill I'll just find it amazing yeah. so it's it's I've, I've used it to my i've used the um i've used that as my power like people say no i love that is, yeah. is, is there anything else that you turn to obviously I, know, I imagine music is a huge outlet for you when things you know does get like a little bit heavy but obviously yeah. i'm a huge fan of like lego lego for me takes me out of the moment makes yeah. me incredibly present to do what I need mm -hmm. to do. It's the same with journaling. Is there anything that you lean towards other than music to kind of help you through those like moments or days? Yeah, well I'm a big carp angler. Um so I'm a big fisherman. Wow. Okay. So yeah, so that um I love being outdoors and when sometimes I'll go fishing. Uh, I can go for like normally I go for like two or three days sometimes yeah. a week. And I'll get out of my van, unload my gear onto my wheelbarrow, set up, set my camp up, my bivy that I stay in. Yeah. And it will only take me to realise that when, I, when I'm packing up after fishing for those couple of days, I'll get back in my van thinking, I've not twitched all week. And as soon as I'm yeah. back in my van, I'm twitching again. It's weird, really weird how if you have a being out outdoors and when I'm fishing, it just takes yeah. it away. I don't twitch. My neck feels relieved. But as soon as I get back in that van, yeah. I'm twitching again. It it's bad. really weird. Because yeah. they said that like, like environment can play a huge part in yeah. this type of thing, like in mental health in general. So yeah. I imagine, but fact, I can't imagine because obviously I, I'm, I don't obviously have kind of like what, what, you, what you've been through or like what yeah. you have now. But for me, like when I have a few days away, I feel complete. I feel like a different person. Yeah. And then it's kind of when you are coming back, you do naturally get like, oh, back to it. So I imagine yeah. does that obviously kind of create a lot more kind of pressure and tense yeah. like, feelings? Yeah. What I think, yeah. What I think it is is when you're around people who obviously, when you've got, it's almost like Tourette's likes an audience. Yeah. <laughs> almost like it always comes when you're around people and you're thinking oh what are they going to think if they see me twitching or swearing right now yeah. then it makes you do it but when you've got no one to do it in front of and you're just on your own mm -hmm. this is this isn't just for like it might be different for other people yeah. with Tourette's but when I'm on my own and no one can see it but obviously I'm on camera now so I'm obviously twitching a little bit because I know it's yeah. being filmed but when I'm on my own it just doesn't happen but when I'm in front of people and there's people there to witness it, it, it comes out. So it is like it almost likes an audience. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a that... diva, this threats. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he knows what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that always in the back of your mind then? Of like, that must be quite difficult, especially like walking into like, you know, places that, that maybe might be quite quiet or, you know, is, is there an element of like, oh, because I imagine that's going to come with even more pressure on yourself. Yeah, yeah. 
if I do turn up to like a venue or something like that, while I'm setting up, I am twitching because I know I, yeah. I feel you feel like the eyes a bit when you're bent over doing your yeah. PA system, plugging it all in, putting your speakers in. You feel like everyone's watching you. Um, so like that when I've, I'm at a venue and there's people there, it does come out, but not when I'm playing. Yeah, it's a funny thing. Yeah, it really is a funny thing. Um, but it comes, it obviously comes with a lot of different things as well. Like I used to, I don't think I've ever been depressed yeah like, like really depressed but there's some day when i was younger and i had no motivation and the, a lot of anxiety and things yeah. like that i didn't realize until very recently that Tourette's is can cause depression and anxiety and stuff like so I've, I've had times in my life where i've been i've been down and yeah. it's like i don't know why i've been down maybe it's because things haven't been going the way I want them to or I've never really been able to pinpoint why I feel crap that day yeah. and I just don't want to do anything and then it's only recently where I researched that, the, uh, that for some reason I've not. I've, it's taken me years to do this to actually research Tourette's myself and actually think uh, look at the other things that comes with it Yeah. and it says people with Tourette's are prone to depression. People with Tourette's are very prone to anxiety and things like that. So it, now that makes sense. It all makes sense to <laughs> me like, now. Oh, that's, that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> why that happened. That's why I was like that. When it, yeah. So, but you know what, though? Be, like, but, fair play to you, yeah. though, because it, it's even having these... I mean, again, that uh, one, thank you for sharing, but there's, a, there's an element of, like vulnerability that must come with it and to be like to be able to sit here and just be like yeah do you know what yeah i have got this like yeah and the fact that you know it's it's not stopping you it's not standing in your way like you're recording your albums you're making these anthems like yeah. you know it's not stopping you doing what you want to do and i feel like that's kind of what the backbone of like what the podcast stands for especially yeah. when i have like these kind of incredible conversations because it's like regardless of kind of like what you're going through like it, yeah it, it can't stop you from being you know doing what you're doing but like ultimately it can't stop you from being happy like no you know we're here once i know that sounds very like yeah pre preachy and like as if it's easier like than what i've just made it out to be yeah. like it's not easy at all but you, everyone fucking deserves to have a smile on their face yeah 100 percent. and to be honest a lot of people when they've asked about it they they find it really interesting. They're not like, oh, have you got Tourette's? They actually, they find it very interesting to yeah. ask you about it and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of the times, like it's weird when you're talking about it, you, you start doing it again because yeah. I think it's when it's at the back of your mind. And the other thing is as well, when you're with someone who has Tourette's with you, you're bouncing off each other. You, it, wow. You, you're okay. literally, you're twitching, he's doing this, he's doing that. <laughs> so no wonder on all these Tourette's programs that you see, when all these people are together, they're all going nuts. Yeah. Because the, do you it, think that's like a safe space though? Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just like oh, it's just kind of like you know, if when like you're with your mates, for example, like you can kind of you can be yourself, like you're not worried, yeah. or you know, you just kind of like you can be 110 percent yourself with no judgment. Yeah. So do you, do you reckon there's like an element of like when they are there, be like you can do that, it. Yeah. Yeah, because you can just let loose, not let loose, yeah. but. Like I was taken to these um, things when I was a lot younger when they first discovered what that it was that I actually had Tourette's. Yeah. Um, my mum took me to meet someone else with Tourette's. And it was a guy, it was just a guy who was my age at the time. Yeah. We must have been about 13, 14, or maybe a bit younger, maybe 12 or 13, something like that. And um, to meet someone else with the same condition was like, oh, it's not, it's not only me. Yeah. And we we're talking for ages, saying, what ticks do you do? What ticks do I do? Things like that. So that helps. And we were just going, we were, we were sat in McDonald's and uh, we were just going nuts, <laughs> just twitching. He was twitching. Like Tourette's tennis. Like. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. Tourette's tennis is a good one. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> so we've got to talk about the music. Yeah. How, like, how is the album? Obviously, you've said the album is pretty much done now. Like, yeah. is there going to be a tour? Um, I'm not sure yet. Um, we that's not the answer be... I want. That's yeah, not definitely going to be gigging. <laughs> definitely going to be gigging. Um, but we're trying to get on like a support 
tour to tour yeah. the album with. Um, we've been speaking to quite a lot of people about because now I've got an album, it gives you a lot of leeway to be like, look, I've got yeah. this album, I want to market it. Come and come on tour with you, and so we, we're talking to a lot of booking agents at the minute, trying to get us on tour with a bigger act that I can love that. Obviously, have their fans. <laughs> hopefully, like, um, that's, how, that's how it works, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, someone similar. Um, and then obviously, it's just going to be marketing the album while writing the writing the next yeah. one. So it's a busy year, um, and it's kind of like it's. I've tried to. It's not. Like, like I try to write songs that can be played on the radio because yeah. that's the ultimate goal, isn't it? Really, selling out shows and your song songs on the radio. Um, so I try to make it really radio friendly, not too radio friendly. It's like an indie pop slash rock yeah. kind of album. Um, so it's upbeat. There's but a. To be fair, there's a obviously my way out. There's <laughs> there's with that, and I don't know obviously if you're a Radio One fan, but like that would not be out of place on a Radio One playlist. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I agree. Um, and a lot of mixed music gets played on Radio One. Like you got, well, you've got people like say Nicki Minaj, the Cat, yeah. Fish and the Bottle Men to 1975. It's a big mix, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I reckon it could be placed on Radio One quite easily. Really, um, I don't see why not because it's just like an upbeat, catchy, poppy chorus, yeah. don't they? These radio people. So, <laughs> so yeah, fingers crossed. Radio. Just get some radio play. Yeah. <laughs> Tell, tell me about um, My Way Out. What what was the story so, behind it? So I have um, obviously been in the music industry for a while. Yeah. And met a lot of... Me and uh, the guy at the studio, Tom Barker, we called them dinosaurs. People who've been in the music industry for years and have used that same philosophy every time and think it works and yeah. who just end up ruining things for you. And there's a lot of... The, the down thing about the music industry for me is there's a lot of not nice people in it. Yeah. Who think I've done I've done all I've done this I've done that you work work with me and I can make it happen. Um. So we met a lot of people like that in in the music yeah. time. Um. And there was a time where we were working with someone who just kind of didn't ruin it all, but he kind of just didn't help the situation, yeah. didn't do anything for us, um, gave him quite a few quid and just didn't do anything for us really. And I just wanted I just wanted to leave that behind, thinking, cut me yeah. losses and just move on. And so it's pretty much about that really, the people in the music industry who who uh screw you over. Yeah. Pretty much. Fair but, yeah, so, but to be yeah. fair, like it cause I mean I'm not obviously from that world but you know it happened recently with the singer ray didn't it like they put her under a lot of pressure they messed her around yeah front and center left the record label decided to do her own thing yeah and now she's been at number one for how many weeks she's gone tour with Capaldi, it's, isn't she literally it's yeah well my this uh, is just proof that yeah. you've got to keep like you've got to trust your gut with these kind of things yeah yeah exactly it's about trusting your gut mm. this that song is about just slam the door and slam the door on my way out and just focus on something different and put it behind you. Um, but my friend went to go and watch Lewis Capaldi at Sheffield Arena um, mm. a couple of weeks ago, and she was saying he said he was he was saying oh what I said who was supporting he goes that Ray yeah and I'm like right okay was she good he's like yeah but she didn't have many good things to say about a label yeah and I was like oh right he said apparently like they messed her up and. Put her on hold, but I feel like when you sign to these massive labels and you're a new artist, their priority is the people at the top. Yeah. So you're you're not gonna obviously Capaldi megastar. Like if you were Universal, I think you signed to Universal, you'd be putting all your men on behind them. Yeah. On Capaldi's release, and and you'd leave them to one side while you're working on this. So. It's it's understandable, but it's also really frustrating for an artist yeah, to reckon. Trying to break. How, so, how do you feel about the whole TikTok generation with music at the moment? I'm uh, learning <laughs> slowly but surely. Yeah, it's, I literally it's the saw the bright like your brain ticking. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning. But like I say, but apparently what I've heard about a lot of record labels doing now 
Um, and apparently this is just apparently this is true. And um, they're like they're looking for people with loads of TikTok followers and like and make music loads of, a bit massive following, and they're contacting them saying, "Look, do, do you want to make song. an album?" And they're like. I don't think they don't write songs, but yeah, go on. Yeah, that's not the <laughs> you're not the first person who's come on here and said that. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people. Yeah. I've heard more and more now. Um, but end of the day, if you you've got yourself massive on social media, yeah, and you've got a little bit of a voice, you've got some charisma, and you can do these, you can do this and that. Basically, you've done all the hard work for them. So it's why true, wouldn't they? Actually, yeah. Well, suppose you've just done all that. Like, you don't have to do that all the A and R. They didn't do yeah, yeah. themselves. Like, you don't have to put millions into promoting your record. <laughs> you've already done it, so let's sign you and put you out. So I, I keep hearing that more and more now. Yeah. I hope it's not true, but I won't, it won't surprise me if it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, yeah. There's, yeah. There's been a few people who've come on and said it. Yeah. That, that yeah. Have kind of gone and done like the the big tours, this, that, and the other. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's quite interesting. Because I imagine it's quite... Well, it's like anything, isn't it? It can be quite disheartening when, like, you spent hours and, like, poured your heart into something, and then... Yeah. I mean, not to say that they haven't. It's just more like... Just because they have, have a certain number on yeah. the app. Well, I'll tell you what, I'd like to know what they're doing, because it's it's like... <laughs> it's, it's what so are they doing difficult. to get all these followers? It's... I could take a leaf out of there, but... <laughs> Yeah, keep doing what you're doing because obviously, because it's obviously to get that big to get big on social media, it's flipping hard. It's a so fair play to them if they've cracked it and they do it. Fair play to them, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Fair play. Okay, so we've had a bit of the background, we've had like the like you know, the journey, like what's coming next with the album, which is out on the 7th of April. We're thinking that we think it's not confirmed, but we're thinking on seventh of April, okay. the first Friday of April. We're thinking. So, it's a, so it's going to be a big, big week. How yeah. are you feeling about that? Like, is it like are you excited? And then are I'm more nerves? excited. That's yeah, good. I'm excited yes. to get it out because I've never had like a proper album and a product out yeah. there for people to see. So it's going to be. I'm excited for it, and. I'm really excited for the process for um, the second album because not that this one was a rush, but I wanted yeah. a product there to release and for people to obviously play. Um, but it's going to be a nice, more relaxed process, the second one, because I've already got an album out. I can keep promoting it and I can be in the studio. And while I'm writing the second one, yeah. there's... There's a one there racking up Spotify play while I'm doing that. So it's going to be a nice process, I think. Um, I so that's, that. that's what I'm going to be doing most of the year. So, so yeah. <laughs> Excited. Uh, so, well, obviously, best of luck with that. You know, you're going to absolutely smash it. Like, from what I've heard already, like, it Thank literally you. instantly grabbed my attention, and which is quite Thanks a, a difficult thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. yes, okay. Um. There are those three final questions I have, and I'm, yeah. you're a musical. I keep saying musical guest. I don't know why this seems to be. I've cut that bit out for myself. Um, but obviously, you play at weddings. You play at these big things. You're used to getting people on the dance floor. Yeah. What song needs to be playing to get Tom on the dance floor? Ooh. Question. Good question. Um. To be fair, if I've had a few beers, anything really, but <laughs> I, I think uh, I'd probably, I don't know, oh God, do you want someone to ask you what music you like? And it's like, I like a yeah, lot of it's music. Like, oh I no, I like, I like a bit of everything. Um, <laughs> I like it. Do you know when you're at a wedding and there's that one guy who goes up to the DJ and asks for something heavy? Yes. I'm all for that. Um, at the end of the night when no one's as bothered and you think it and everyone's like, Everybody knows that song. You don't want to like Link Biscuit, yes. the um, break rolling, stuff. Rolling. That would get me up. <laughs> yeah, I'd say break Fair stuff by Link Biscuit. Yeah, I'd get up to I that. I feel like you're the first person who's like ever. <laughs> it's yeah. like a really like, heavy rock song. 
Yeah, oh, oh brilliant. But yeah, you get them people at the end of the night, the DJ just goes, Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's just like, what oh, well, my shift's over in 20 minutes. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, on the flip side of that, what song brings out the emotion? Is there a song that kind of like makes you cry or puts you right in the feels? Um, what Sorry, song? I'm literally throwing you right into yeah, the Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I love what song gives me the feels is um probably like Blackbird by the Beatles or um yeah or something like Half the World Away by Oasis and stuff like that. Really, I love if I'm I can't chilling listen to out. That song. Hmm? I can't listen to that song. Okay, no, no, I don't know what it is. It's yeah. this, it just because it sounds like it sounds like a sad memory. And I don't know why, because I don't have a yeah. sad memory attached to it. But yeah. That's what it feels like when I listen to that song or I hear yeah. it. Yeah, it's a very, it's a saddish song. Um, but like I say, if I'm wanting to like be emotional about, there's probably a lot of songs that make me feel like that. Yeah. Um, but that's the one I'm thinking off the top of my head. Okay. Probably half the no, way yeah, up. I'll go with the first one. Go yeah, first yeah. One. <laughs> okay, one final question, <laughs> and this is this is one isn't an insult one. It's just a case of just needs to be put away for a little bit is yeah. there a song that you would like to put in a box and just kind of slowly push it to the side and never hear again oh yeah <laughs> Riz <laughs> but I'm just thinking what <laughs> oh what's the bloody hell yeah um... <laughs> no I quite like that song oh Although it was overplayed, very very that's overplayed. That's what it is. That's what it is. Great yeah. melody, but I think, and this is no offense to Sam Smith, I love yeah. Sam. It's great, um, but Johnny Smith's played a lot, and there's probably ten to a hundred songs that yeah. I could put all in a box and <laughs> push out to see. Do I take your first answer? Do I take yeah. your first answer? John, I'm really interested. That's the most recent song that someone said. I've had someone say like Mambo number five. I've yeah. Had, like, <laughs> all sorts. But yeah. Mate, genuinely, you have been a pleasure to have a waffle with. Like, thank, thank you, you for being like so open. Like, no, about don't worry. Your journey with the Tourette's. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, I genuinely wish there was like more people like you out there because it, it, it makes me feel like i'm not on my own so i yeah. guarantee there'll be people listening to this that be like ah there's another one that gets yeah. it so thank you for being yeah no it's all good this. mate no problem whatsoever thank you for having me and best of luck with the album can you tell us what the album's called um awakening <sighs> that's the first time i've said so, that so oh nobody exclusive. knows keeping that <laughs> awakening, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, well best of luck with everything mate and thank you so much mate I'll be at the album release party and yeah. the tour. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'm sure there will be one. I'll let you know. Mark, you better be. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why I swore then. I was going to get quite passionate about this guy. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.